Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. That intro never gets old. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about all things Lady Aguilas. Today, we're going to be recapping that uh, 2-2 draw against Toluca. AJ is going to be giving us quite the breakdown as to what went wrong for the ladies, why we couldn't get all three points at home. And then, of course, we have the big task at hand in previewing both the game tomorrow against uh, Necaxa and then, of course, the game on Sunday against Leon. So plenty and plenty to talk about. A lot of questions that we're going to try to answer in today's episode. And, of course, a couple of news in regarding some of the injuries for our ladies. Uh, but again, later on down the episode. As always, let me introduce my co-host for today. It is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you? How's the snow? Um, Snow? It's still kind of bad. What I'm more afraid of is apparently on Friday we're going to get rain, so slush and potentially ice, so that's not going to be good. So I might as well learn how to um, ice skate outside in New York. But other than that, doing pretty good. I love it. You just might as well should invest in a snowboard. I feel like that would be just much more easier means of transportation at this point. Yes, indeed. I would definitely go with snowboarding instead of um, ice skates because um, I had an accident when I ice skated one time. I don't want to relive, relive that again, so... Well, don't worry. I don't think any of us are going to force you to relive it. Although, if anyone does want to, just let us know in the comment section down below. We'll see if we can get a little bit of details in regards to that from AJ. But okay, uh, let's talk Lady Aguilas here. But beforehand, I do want to say happy international. Well, not international. It's more of national girls and women's in sports day. Uh, we'll have a little bit more of a shout out later on in the episode. But I do want to say shout out to all the ladies. Shout out to all the women. Shout out to everyone that's doing an amazing job in sports. Uh, you know, you guys are uh, literally sometimes what puts and drives everything together. And, uh, you know, we know so many of you in this um, in this industry. And we just, you know, are, are, are blessed to have been able to be working alongside some of you guys. And just excited. Excited to see what the future has in store for all of you. But all right, AJ. Now that we've gotten the... Uh, Affirmations out of the way. Why don't we talk a little bit about Lady Aguilas against Toluca? A matchup in which we thought that this is a game where the ladies could turn things around. For the most part, AJ, it seemed like it was going to happen. It looked like this game was finally going to be the game where things switch. The starting 11 looked very promising. The players that were out there for moments and bits and pieces gave us what we wanted. But again, the ladies can't hold on to a result. And because of that, we end up dropping two points against a very good Toluca side, but I would dare to say not as good as we expected them to be. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, America family did get things going, as you mentioned, early on the second minute. Fernanda Pina gets her first goal for this club and with a great pass from uh, Blue, from Danny Flo herself, which was amazing. But from then Blue. in the 17th minute, a silly little foul happened with Sanem, that happens to take the legs of a Toluca player which was not great. Then when um, Arleto Var, the defender for Toluca Femini, got the free kick, it was a rocket of a shot. And it just went over JD's head and went right in to tie things up, which was unfortunate. But then in the 36th minute, Monte Hernandez delivers a beautiful cross. And that and Blue, once again, Danny Flo just jumps in the air and delivers a powerful header. To secure her first goal, my pin should have really been her second goal because her first goal got robbed against Basatan. But that's besides the point. She scored her very first goal for America Feminine, which is great to see. But then we go all into the 76th minute where a corner kick happened for Duluca Feminine. They take the corner. It ends up in Maria Malion's um, foot. She kicks the ball underneath an America Feminine defender's um, legs. And G was unable to see where the ball is at. Ball into the back of the net, and that's how the game would end. 2 2 at the end of the day. Really disappointing because I felt like America fan in this game, they were the dominant side. When we looked at the lineup, everything looked really solid. Just the only thing was the scene that has been as a right midfielder. While she has the pace, I'm just like, there's other players that can take that position instead. But other than that, it was just good. Just really unlucky, I'd say, in this case, that um, how we only were able to salvage a point instead of three points in this game at home. 
I'm with you there in respects to, you know, this game should have ended up being something else for us. I will say this. I don't, I, I, I can't sit here and criticize the ladies as I usually do week in and week out because I didn't see this game to its fullest. I caught maybe uh, the first couple 15 minutes, uh, bits and pieces here and there. And then, of course, the last five minutes of the match. So it wasn't that I was like, you know, so much heavily vested in this match. Unfortunately, of course, I was at work and I was trying to do as much as I could um, without, you know, getting fired at to some extent. Um, but from what I saw, AJ, it it just seemed that again, you know, and we talked about this yesterday after we after we podcasting podcasting and we were talking about this episode. Um, it just felt that I, we never hit the next gear. It, it always seemed that it was like, okay, we're we're doing okay, we have our chances, we're being dominant, but there isn't no kind of end result to this, you know? Mm-hmm. This is the most frustrating thing about this side is that we have players that are capable of scoring. We have players that are dynamic, explosive, and can make things happen. But for some reason, things aren't just clicking. And I think that's the most frustrating thing about all of this, you know? Yeah, no, just like I said, when we look on paper to how this, uh, how this um, starting line looked like, it's strong. And it's, it's one of the more strong starting lines that we have featured throughout this entire season so far, which gave me hope into this game thinking. We can actually give the Luca run for its money, and we can get ourselves some, and we can get ourselves um three points. Then you, know, you see the result that wasn't the case, and then you're now thinking to yourself, how did it happen? And I really feel like what it really came down to, just silly mistakes. Like the first one, I feel like originally this game should have been two one. If the Selena Valera foul never happened, and then you like, then you think of the second goal that happened, we would have been fine this game. But it's just silly how little silly mistakes like that can cost you a match like that. At the same time, then it's just, like, I feel like throughout this entire game, I was never worried. The Luka had only really two good shots this entire game, that being the free kick and the hair from the corner. Everything else at that point, we didn't have to see JD make an amazing save. Ain't the ball just went directly right into her hands or at a reasonable range, just able to just get the ball right into her hands with no problem. Defense, they didn't really have much to do. Midfield, I'd say the same. We'd see Dani Espinosa and Monte Arnaz, they were just making a lot of crosses. They were given all those opportunities to do that. But Dani Flo and Maria Pina, they had chances, but just couldn't get um seem to get themselves more than one goal. That's fine. Both of them did having to get their goals, but then just I don't know. Just while this team has shown promise with the way how strong this lineup is, and especially how we got some players back like Justin or ahead who is an instrumental piece to our defense. And we had some players on the bench who are familiar facing the starting 11, like Vero Perez and Jime Rios. They were featured on the bench. Vero got game time, not Jime. And then there's things where it's just like, I'm happy with how the team is right now. It seems like we're finding ourselves an identity, but at the same time, it's just like we're dropping points, though, when I feel like we really shouldn't. It felt like the game was just right in our hands, and then we just let it go. Due to silly mistakes. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I, I just want to read a couple comments right here because um, I think it's going to allude to what we have to discuss a little bit later on in the episode. But um, Jose Sepulveda saying, is it me or has Jen Munoz's game gone down a little bit? Um, and then, of course, he consents to say, uh, any thoughts on the goalie, Ivan? I think she could have done a bit better. I have I'll have a lot more to say in regards to JD in just a second. But let's address his first comment in where he's, uh, you know, Putting to question, has Jen Munoz's game gone down a little bit? And I would argue, yes. I would definitely argue, yes. She hasn't been the same Jen that we were expecting her to be. And, you know, unfortunately, everything that happened last season with injuries, COVID, it just, it, she's never come back the same, right? Mm-hmm. But I do make this argument. I don't think she's the only one in that locker room that has dropped significantly. And I'm looking at a player like Dani Espinosa, you know? Is a player that we knew that she was capable of doing so much, is the all-time leading goal scorer for this club, and just has nowhere, just hasn't been seen ever since that Monterrey semifinal in the Azteca. I would also argue that Cas Cuevas mm-hmm. is another player that is not reaching her heights or her potential. Again, playing very subpar to what we know she's capable of delivering. What's going on, AJ? Why are these players continuously week in and week out not, you know, fulfilling the ceiling of what they should be doing on a week-to-week basis? 
that's something I constantly think about every single day when it's game day or just seeing how the roster, it's like, how come they are not being the player that we saw when they first arrived to this team? They were doing a spectacular job. Then two seasons or so later, it seemed like they just dropped form completely or they get relegated to the bench. And then you're just like, what happened? Was it a problem that happened at Coapa? Was it something outside? I question every time. Like, Dani Sunosa, I really feel like that Ayala's game kind of changed her. I feel like she's just not been the same player I've seen since. We see some explosiveness in her, but even that, it's just like, I think it's still haunting her, which is sad to see. Casquez, it's the same thing. I feel like, I feel like the constant position change between her, it might have just affected her game in a way. And you see how she's been the last three games. I feel like she got progressively worse with each game. There's even a time where we see her not really create a key pass, like successful dribble, or even get any shots on target. And in this game, and then in this game, so Luca, she was not featured at all. And I'm not mistaken, she did not even sub in at all, which raised questions. What happened? If you want to mention another player too, look at Zulma Hernandez. She used to be a really solid defensive midfielder for this team when she first started. Now she's just relegated to the bench. Anagabi as well. She was always uh, she was the first of um, the friend that worked with Jocelyn when she first arrived on this team. She's been she solidified herself, I'd say, as a good player for this club, and I'd say a good defender in the league. But I just feel like she's just dropped form. And then when it comes to Jem Munoz, yeah. When you get COVID, you sometimes never return the same. While you can have some of those moments in game, but maybe you cannot last the full 90 minutes. If you've just been seen from time to time again, while she does get the start, she gets sometimes either by halftime, the 50th, 60th, or 70th minute mark. And it just it's sad to see because when she first entered in the league into this team, everyone's already put all the pressure on her saying she's going to be the next big star in America Feminine Need and potentially one of the faces in this league. And just seeing this, it's sad. And I feel like you could say anything as well, the goalkeeper situation as well. We're constantly rotating. I feel like ever since Cecilia Santiago has left the goalkeeper position at America, that void has always been empty. We're just trying to think who can finally be the one to take that spot. Is it JD? Is it Acuna? Is it Mascherelli? Everyone's pointing towards Mascherelli. But then you don't know how Cuellar is. He's always going to have some kind of trick up his sleeve or throw a curveball at anyone and just switches everything up. But just, it's sad to see how this team, how, you know, by paper and the way the roster is, they should be competing and gaining three points, in my opinion, every single game. And you're seeing how they're performing this team so far, raises a lot of questions. And you just wonder, what's the future for America Femini is going to be like? Will these players ever reach their original forms again? Or they're just going to end the game, relegate to the bench, or if anything, transfer out of this club? That is the big question. And I think, um, and I think I alluded to this with my conversation with our, uh, with our beloved cowboy, Dylan Jimenez, which, uh, again, that episode will be out very shortly. If you guys want to hear that, we talk a lot of uh, America, uh, America men's and America feminine as well. And I think we, you know, tackle the subject of Coyard and, you know, what's really going on with some of these players. And, and I think that, you know, I think we put it perfectly in where, you know, a lot of this stuff that we're finally seeing unfold was stuff that was deteriorating from seasons past. And it was just a snowball constantly getting, you know, building motion and motion. As, and now it's gotten to this big, huge snowball that, you know, it's just running rampage and we're looking at the outcome of it. Um, you know, specifically what's going on in, a, in and around the club for the feminine. I don't know, AJ. But something tells me it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well at all. And I don't think Coyar is going to be here by the end of the season if it does unfold the way that we're predicting it will. Yeah, no, just it's just sad to seem like how I feel like just in my eyes, I've seen this team play a lot. And I feel like this season is probably the worst start we've had to any season prior. And I feel, and like you mentioned, it could be a snowball effect. It feels like it could potentially get worse over time. And that's not a good thing. And everyone's already saying every single game day, regardless if it's just a picture or if it's a video talking about a player in her history, you're always seeing the comment, Fuera Coyard. Like every fan is just done with them and they want to see change now, right here and right now. We could technically sack him right now, but we'll be stuck with Hugo Ruiz until we can find a replacement. 
And that's the thing. Now, who can we get to replace Cuellar? And I think only time is going to tell by the, by the time this season ends. Let's see what his future is going to be with. Is it going to still be with the team for another season? Or he's finally going to just step down and call it quits? I think it's time for him to go. I think his tenure has come to an end. And I think it's time for America to look elsewhere. And it's funny thing you did tell me, right, AJ? That even if we were to sack Cuellar, we can't bring in a replacement until the season ends, correct? Yep. Just like what Santos Laguna after Martin Perez passed away. The auxiliary then it goes pretty much the um person as the, the head, head coach. coach now. Yep, mm-hmm. until they could fa- until the end of the season they could get um a good uh replacement for him. That is mind boggling by all means necessary. But hey, we're not here to discuss that right now. We're here to talk about America versus Toluca and kind of what we were alluding to earlier. AJ is that this game was one of those where you had it, but. Because of mistakes, you lost it. And it was as simple as that. It was silly mistakes in each one of these goals. Um, and going back to what Jose Sapulido was asking in regards to the goalkeeper position, I think JD was completely rusty in this match. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's her first game back. But I was expecting better from her. I was, you know, and, and this is someone that's been kind of in, in the eye of the press and kind of a little bit in the hot seat because of, you know, rumored, uh, you know, allegations of, of, you know, things being heated up between her and Natalia Cunha and a little, a couple of, a couple of tweets being thrown back and forth at each other. So you thought, okay, JD's going to bring it and she's going to come at it and she's going to say, and she's going to try to claim her starting 11 spot, but she did it. She came a little bit, uh, a little bit rusty, very much below par, um, and you saw it. You saw it in, in in the game. I saw it in that free kick goal that we conceded. Whilst I will say that the first initial mistake is from the defender to make that poor challenge. I will say though that the goalkeeper should have done a much better job at saving that. I get it. The shot was taken very well. It was very well hit, but it wasn't very well placed. If I make any sense in that AJ it wasn't top bins it was just a really good struck and ball that if JD just you know doesn't take that incline of a left step I think she gets there and even even though she did I think she had every ability to you know uh to get there in time but I, I just I feel like her her technique was a little poor in that aspect um and so I was expecting more from her, expecting better from her. But like you mentioned, AJ, we have this kind of ongoing rotation, uh, rotational problem at America because, you know, we thought we finally had that number one goalkeeper in Renata Mascherelli. Unfortunately, now she gets injured, injured, and now we're kind of going back on a loop with, oh, it's JD, but then she gets injured. Oh, it's Natalia Cunha, but now she's injured. And now it's Mascherelli, and now she's injured. So it's, it's a cycle that's never ending for America at this point. And that is the biggest worrying thing right now. What's really more worrisome, too, because JD, she's essentially what everyone looked at was going to be the successor to Cecilia Santiago. Remember, in that season where they won, I think Cecilia Santiago got injured at some point, and she had, mm-hmm. to take over for, she had to take over for nine games. And when you think about when they won the exact same season and she got the results for us, you're thinking it wasn't all Cecilia Santiago. Yes, she played a really big part in the final at the very end, saving all his penalties. When you look at Rhea's season, JD had a part in that too. She got us the results, the three points, the wins, everything we need to get into the Ligia and then took the backseat once Cecilia Santiago came in. And that's the thing. And I feel like she has a lot of promise. She's done a lot in her career so far. She's got a title. She was a part of a U team that ended up in the final for a World Cup. That's a really good thing to have in your resume. And then when you get the thing, you're the successor next to Cecilia Santiago. When she's gone, you're the next big thing. And I feel like she's hitting the expectations, but at the same time, she's not hitting if it makes if it makes any kind of sense. It's like she has everything there is there to be a goalie, but then it's like she's still young. She makes countless mistakes from time to time, but then it's a thing now as well where she's tr- trying to create a little bit of drama, which... Yes, I know it's good to like set yourself and let it be known that yes, that you know you're one of the staples in this team, that you're one of the um one of the best players in this club. But at the same time, it's like you cannot have little arguments like that because it can cost your it could cost a spot in the team. And I feel like it's a thing with like it's a zero tolerance kind of th- uh, it's a zero tolerance kind of thing with this club. You do something silly, you pay the price. Look what happened. She sat against Mazatlan. I feel like in that game against Toluca, like you said. She looked rusty, and then I think when the camera was pointed at her sometimes, 
I don't know. I feel like she just wasn't hundred percent. Seemed like something was bothering her. Like when they scored, she. Prayed. I think it was just self doubt at that point. I think that's what it was. I think after that first goal, I looked and it's like very well placed free kick, but it's like she could have saved. It. And then the second goal, honestly, that was just unfortunate. It just was perfect timing for that ball to end up in Malion's foot and then go through the legs of an America Feminine player, and just JD could really do nothing at that point. And it's unfortunate when a goal like that happens. Moments like that where it's like at a point, the goal's going to go in. I don't think you're going to be able to save. But I think, I feel like once she gets into the um into the um, string of things again and just continuously playing, she's going to find her form back. But that's if Guerra actually wants to start her and not play the constant rotation game in goalkeepers. So, Yeah, it, it seems like no matter what we talk about, whether it's the goalkeeper position, the, the center midfielders, the strikers, the wingers, it, there's always one thing that correlates back to the initial issue. It's Cuellar. Cuellar and his ongoing rotation, his ongoing kind of, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a fixation to be kind of tinkering with formations and lineups and players that I think we've gotten to this point because of those same kind of problems, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, I mean, America drops two points. Not the best result, but not the worst either. We're still pretty early on in the season. I don't want to even know where we're at at the table, but I do know that we have a couple of good, uh, a couple of games coming up that if we can get some three points, we can be looking at a much better position. Right, AJ? Yes, sir. So, I mean, ultimately, wasn't the best of games. There was some positives to take away. The fact that Jocelyn Orihel was back, like you mentioned, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, Blue, I always find it funny when you call her Blue, because her name, obviously, well, we call her Blue and or Danny Flo. But if, if anyone's ever watched Jurassic World, there's a Velociraptor that's called Blue. So <laughs> it just makes me think of that. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, you know, Danny and, and Pina, they get their goals and we'll see if, um, you know, uh, Mayra Pelayo Got a couple minutes as well. So some promising things to take away. But ultimately, I think three points would have been exactly what this America scene needed. Uh, now, the question is, will they be able to make it a possibility against Nakaxa and Aguascalientes? And we'll talk about that in just a second. But AJ, before we move on into the next... Um, by the way, I had this made this whole time and I never put it up. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, my bad. Where's the this one? Recap. There you go. My bad. Terrible. Terrible stuff for me. Um, yeah, before we move on into the next segment, AJ, I just want to remind people that today they can get 10% off over at Foot Cult if they use our discount code EEP at checkout. If you guys haven't done so already, you guys can go check footcult.com and they are dropping some amazing stuff this upcoming month. Um, and if you guys don't follow them on Twitter, AJ, they just dropped this very nice alternative black kit with like some like. Uh, what would you call the design? The inner designs that look kind of like pink slash purple. It, it looks very rosy, not rosy. Uh, look, I'm terrible at describing stuff, but if you guys haven't done so already, check them out. That pre uh, that link is going to go up soon where you guys can pre-order that jersey. I'm looking at it as a beautiful goalkeeper jersey. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And if you guys can't either, make sure you guys use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, Thank you to uh, to Foot Call for sponsoring, and don't forget to use the discount discount code to get ten percent off all Foot Call products. All right, AJ, let's move on into the next one because we got two, not one, two games to preview. Before though, is there any updates in regards to the world of Guapa for our ladies? I know that uh, we have mostly all of our injured players back, with the exception mm-hmm. of one or two players. But uh, any news? Um. Not, there's not really much to be us, but as you mentioned, um, the full roster, it's almost back. Um, Jimerios was featured on the bench in the game against Toluca. Vero Perez was also on the bench, and she got the playtime. Jimerios was the owner, really, that did not get any playtime, but I'd expect her that she'll probably be playing in the next game against Negaxa or Leon, which is good things to um, hear. Um, Machelli, still injured. You know, Shell's trying to get back into the groove of things. I'd say... The timetable, I think, is still unknown to when she's going to be 100% completed. But I'd say give it maybe three or four games and then she could probably be back 
100% and see her starting again. And then um, Claire America did release a um uh, post on Liga Mekis, um on the Liga Mekis website where the executive president of the Liga um MX was talking with America. And what Santiago Baños did say, the sports director of America, he said that he liked the idea of wanting to make the Liga MX bigger and how he would also love as well to improve the facilities and everything that goes on with America Feminine in hopes of, you know, trying to have better scouts, just trying to um have um better, you know, trying to maybe get themselves back to South Azteca, which I really hope they do because that's their true home instead of Coapa. Just um making the facilities over there even better for the women. And that's really good things to see considering how this league has started in 2017. And look how it's getting a lot more coverage as years go on by. And it's great to see. This is one of the very few leagues, and not mistaken, where you're able to watch it in two countries. You got Mexico and the United States. I think the other other league could probably think of the NWSL, where they also air stuff in the United States. But they use Twitch to try to get people, whether they're from outside of the United States, to watch their game. So it's really nice moves to see, and it's nice to hear from people at the men's side of things who are saying they want to see this league improve more and more every single day and how their will and how Santiago Baños is willing to do everything he has ability as well to try to get everyone involved in America to make the women's team better and giving everything that they can in order to get their name out there. But also as well, how he agrees with the idea. He wants to make the Liga Americas Femini even bigger. He would like to see a whole bunch of ideas be, being incorporated into this league to give it more exposure, which is always nice to hear. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that is the bit of news around the world of Coapa for our ladies. Um, and with that said, let's talk about America versus Nakaxa. The ladies have already officially traveled to Aguascalientes, AJ. They mm-hmm. are over there ready to play against Nakaxa, which is going to be tomorrow, Thursday, February 4th, f- uh, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so, excuse me, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time and uh, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, I made a mistake right there. In in and then ignore that, guys. Ignore the typo. If you guys okay. are listening through like uh, you know Apple Podcast, Spotify, you, you guys don't even worry about that. Um, but yeah, uh, so the ladies are now what's going this AJ. How are we feeling coming into this game? Because Nakaxa was again one of those teams that we completely thrashed last season and. We expected something similar against Mazatlán, but we're only able to walk away with a point. Do you see America struggling in this game as well? I, I was telling this has never been a promising place for America. I'm just, I don't know. I'm a little hesitant coming into this game. Um, yeah, no, I don't blame you. Um, last season, we beat them 6-1. We thrashed them completely at home. But the season before that, it was a 1-1 draw. And we struggled against them. Why? It's just things that I feel like in this league, that's why it's always so exciting. You see the teams who are str- who are struggling are actually giving these big teams a run for it. They're making them so frustrated and wonder how they are leading to one goal. And the bigger teams, when they're playing against the smaller teams, it seems for some reason they kind of struggle. Nekaxa, they held their own against Pumas, who are currently the league leader in this team right now with 13 points, to one to only one goal. So I would not be surprised that Gox happened to do the same exact thing to America Feminine and frustrating to no end, just like what we see against FC Quartz, who are also another team that's strong right now. Try to um, fluster them in every single way possible. But I get, I get how you feel, Ivan. You feel it's a game where it's like, we should be able to do damage to this team, but at the same time, they could probably be the ones to actually give us the surprise. But... I'm fairly confident into going this game. You know, we almost have essentially our full roster back, and I can expect we are to start a very strong starting 11 against Nekaxa as a way, you know, to then get the message out there for the league saying we're back. Yeah, I think this is a game where America needs to finally make a statement. And I know we've been saying that for the past couple of games, but it's like it really has to be this one, AJ. Like you can't go into Leon expecting to be like, okay, we didn't win last game, girls, but we can still get back into this. Like at one point, I just feel like it gets mentally draining for these players as well to be coming off poor results. And so this really has to be the moment where things turn around for America Feminine. And you mentioned a very strong starting 11 for this one against Nakaxa. I expect it to be the same way, but I'm curious to hear your starting 11 for, for tomorrow's match. Mm-hmm. 
So for my lineup, I got JD Gutierrez throwing as the goalkeeper. The back force may consist of Jimena Rios, Justin Rojelm, Janelle Farias, and Monica Rodriguez. Four midfielders is going to be on the left mid side. It's going to be Monte Hernandez. Your two CMs are going to be Vero Perez and Jen Munoz. Right mid's going to be Diana Garcia, and your two forwards are going to be Daniela Flores and Daniela Espinosa. Okay, so both Dannys are up on top. I I mean, look, I'm a firm believer that. Danny needs to see the bench. I can see that because, you know, she's been playing as a right midfielder. She has the pace for the for that position, which is good. But then, just like the same tree that was in given to Cas, she had a bad string of games. She saw the bench, did not feature at all throughout that entire match. And if you hear that as well, I didn't even feature for this game against the Cox, too, because I feel like she needs another rest. Find her form again. Just take the time where you can relax for two games and just maybe just think to yourself as you're watching the game from the sidelines, what can I do to improve my game? And I feel with that, for the Espinosa, I would not get surprised she actually does get benched, and when we see someone like Fernanda Pina get the start as well. And I think against a team like Necaxa, who knows? Square could probably surprise me. It could be completely on his line. He puts in a bunch of players who has never been given much playing time. It just says, Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> you never know. If I, that does happen, I'm just going to be like, I'm disappointed. But at the same time, I'm not because that's Goyard. But I can see Danny do gain, see, um, seeing the bench if this happens to be the case. I don't know. I just feel like she needs to see the bench for a little bit. Um, I mean, she already lost the captain's armband. Her form is continuously dropping. And I just, she's not, she hasn't been the same Danny. And she needs to find herself. And I think the best way to it is putting her on the bench, trying to fight for that first, first starting spot again. Uh, we'll see what happens. But it's an interesting lineup, and it's a very good lineup. It's a strong one, and exactly what America Feminine needs. Go out there and be aggressive. We've mentioned the fact that this team loves an early goal. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, when we get an early goal, we most likely come out on top. I mean, the Toluca game is a perfect example when we don't. But I feel like if America Feminine can get that early goal, it's a huge sigh of relief. But the same way that it was a huge side relief against Toluca, they need to manage this game a little bit better than they did that last one. Because if I'm looking at it from a perspective, tactically, I felt that they were very relaxed afterwards. Like there was that side of, uh, side of relief, like, oh my God, we scored. Finally, we have the lead. But at the same time, it felt very nonchalant, very relaxed of, okay, we're winning. We're going up against Toluca. We should be fine. Like, but there wasn't a sense of urgency. And because of that, we make a silly mistake. And now we have to go and find the lead yet again. I think America needs to be consistent. They need to press as uh, as high as possible, uh, and they need to be as aggressive uh, as much as you know they're they're allowed to. Because if you're able to open up with an early goal, then continue to look for it. And that's something that they did very well last season. You know, maybe even better the season beforehand. But be aggressive. Look for it. Push for it. Because. Look, you're not at home, and this Nakaxa side, you just mentioned that they have what it takes to, you know, hold their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, despite them being 17th place and conceding 10 goals, there are times where they do frustrate um, their opposition. And like I said, only hold them to either just one or two goals and not get completely battered like they did against Real. So they scored five against them. Nakaxa can surprise, is Nakaxa can surprise everyone in this. Season so far from the league. I'm looking at the table right now, and I would never expect it to be in this way. You got teams like Pumas, Atas, Toluca, um, Azul, Femini, and Mazatan up there in the top eight. And you're seeing teams like Rayas are, are, and um, Tigres are like sitting around fourth and fifth. And you're seeing America right outside of that spot. So anything can happen in this game, which is really surprising because I think at the same time, America really needs to get into this game, get that early goal, be aggressive, show no mercy. Because I feel like at this point, we cannot do anything in that Gaxa. I might just say at this point, I don't see what more they can do throughout the NFC. And you had mentioned this before, like before um, getting on the podcast, you think, is it too late for us to turn around? Me personally, I say there's still plenty of time, but we're at a point now where it's like, we cannot afford to tie or lose any more games because as the season progresses, trying to get into that top eight is going to be hard. Like last season, we were sitting on top in the top three for a good portion of the season. We dropped points towards the very end, 
we ended up, I think it was like in fifth or sixth, and everyone's like, that's disappointing. That should have never happened. So yeah, thing- yeah, and that's what I was trying to go to is that mm-hmm. you know you can't finish in eighth or seventh position. That's just a that's that's just an embarrassment at that point. That's a you know that's a failure of a season in itself. Like okay, yeah, you made the playoffs, but uh, you know unless you win the whole thing, then you know it, it it wasn't it wasn't a good season. It wasn't a good season, and that's where I'm at right now. AJ is the fact that I feel like there you're at the point of no return. You literally are at the point of no return. Either you are going to continuously sink or you are going to finally swim and get yourself up and climb up this uh, this ladder or, or this table, better yet said. But you need something from this game. Like It's, it's a must win. It's a must win mm-hmm. in a very tough place because Aguascalientes is not an easy place to go to to play at. But... You know, we're we're hopeful and, and we think, you know, we're confident in these ladies. It's not to say that, you know, yeah, we, we come here week in and week out and some people may take to the to the fact that, oh, they're just bashing them and this and that. Like, I, I think we're being fair with our criticism here. It's not to say that we don't think that they're capable of turning this around. I think that they just need to start showing it for themselves rather than just for us. So I think that this game is pivotal. And if America Feminine wants to rescue their season, it, it starts tomorrow, AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it. Uh, you said it really well. We need a result for this one. This one, I feel like at this one, you're at the point of no return. If we cannot get a good result out of this, it's not going to be looking good for the rest of the for the rest of the game. Yeah, if you can't beat Nakaxa, who can you beat? Again, no discredit to Nakaxa because we know that they have. The capabilities to frustrate teams, but you look at it on paper, and it's 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 laughable, you know. Mm-hmm. You just you you got you got to go out there and get the points. So my um my question to you now, AJ, is your prediction for tomorrow's match against uh, Nakaxa? Three zero. Three zero. Wow, that's adventurous. Okay. I like it. Going back to the AJ results. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1. I think America is able to walk away with all three points. It will be a little bit of a scrappy one. But again, this game, this is the game that you have to build upon. Mm. Like, it should have been the first game against Atlas. But now it really has to be against Mazatlan. Excuse me. Uh, Nakaxa. Which, by the way, it should have been against Mazatlan as well. But you neither here nor there. But... Uh, it's just it's it's frustrating, AJ. It's frustrating having to sit here when we know that we can be here talking about much better things in regards to how the ladies are playing and and the season. But it's unfortunate or situation we're living at, and they got to turn around. They really, really got to turn around. And I hope Koyar can at least manifest that onto them. Please do so, because like I keep saying from time to time again, man, I just never want to be constantly bashing the team. I love this team so much with a burning passion. Not every season is going to be, you know, an easy path to the year. There's going to be bumps along the way. But sometimes as well, things definitely don't go your way. And maybe it could really truly be a test. Can you truly bounce back from all these obstacles you've gone through? You may have have gotten results you definitely did not want. But you could always turn that around and find your form towards the very end of the season. And then go back to what you're doing best. And that's gaining wins and fighting for that title. Definitely, definitely. Well, ladies, get to, get you someone the way that uh, AJ loves America Feminine, someone that loves you with a burning passion. But okay, AJ, moving on to Sunday's game. An early one here again. America Feminine going up against Leon on Sunday, February 7th, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This game is going to be live via through the N. By the way, the game against Nakaxa, we didn't mention a TV chain because, well, it's not going to be aired here in the States, is it, AJ? Nope, it's on Claro Sports and Mexico, but it's geo-blocked here, so there's no way you can really view it unless you have a VPN. But time for me to get my goggles and my um, tank and just dive into the internet and see if I can find the link, which I probably will. Definitely. Look at that, AJ. Very confident in being able to find a link. I love it. Um, but yes, uh, let us know. And this is a perfect time for us to talk about our VPN sponsor. I'm just kidding. We don't have one. Uh, <laughs> NordVPN. But, but any VPNs out there looking for uh, looking for a plug, 
give us a shout out. We're willing to talk numbers and we're willing to work something out with you guys because I think we're the perfect we're the perfect podcast for um for a VPN. Like hello, like we, you know, jump around, watch League of Mickey's Feminine. That's even Whatever. perfect as well because ever since this league first started as well. Half of the time, or maybe the majority of the time, you would have to be searching for a link just to find just to find these matches. And I love I love it. I get to search and it was like, there's people interested in this league, and that's good. What's frustrating? I have to go to my computer, my laptop, my iPhone every single time where it's game day and just having to find a link. So hey, a VPN, please just switch my thing to um, Mexico, and I could just watch every single game without having to be geo-blocked at all. So Perfect. Now, one day, AJ, one day, <laughs> one day. Um, but okay, let's talk America Feminine versus Leon. Like we mentioned, this game is going to be live on Sunday. Pretty early one here for us here on the West Coast. But for the East Coast, you guys should be doing, you guys should be about midway through brunch. So this is a perfect time. Um, what are we expecting from this game, AJ? I, I know it's, it's a difficult one to talk about because we haven't gone through the Necaxa ups and downs. But trying to look and forecast ahead past that and into this Leon match I think we're expecting the same thing from the ladies right it, it's it's you're coming back from a from the point of no return at Aguascalientes where your season eventually is going to be kind of pivoted one way or another I think this Leon match is going to be one of those where you're just like okay if we got the result let's build on it and let's take and let's take Leon to the cleaners but if he didn't, then I think this game then even seems much more of a challenge because then you're thinking it's a quick turnaround. I got to play at home and I didn't get the best result in the Caxa, the team that everyone is expecting us to beat. How am I going to go up against Leon? And that's what would really creep doubt and worry into my mind because, you know, it, it's it's a tricky one, AJ. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. They're just only one place um, below America Feminine. America Feminine are in ninth. They are in tenth. They got quality players on this team. While everyone would consider it to be the dark horse, they kind of haven't really been showing it as much, such as the players they have. But they always give teams a scare, and they're a competitive team. They got recognizable names in this team, like Lucero, like Lucero Cuevas, Esmeralda Verdugo, Claudia Seed. You got players like that who can really make an impact onto this team. When they're on their day, they get things going, and sometimes it feels like you just can't stop them at all. You got all the players on this road, like Sonia Vasquez, Justin De La Rosa. You got former uh, America Fame player Mari Cruz Gonzalez. Like They got some quality players right in this team, and the last time we did face against them, while they didn't really cause too many problems for us, we didn't see a little silly goal, uh, silly own goal, but we were pretty much the ones dominating Leon. That's not the same in this case that it's going to be the same thing where, you know, we're going to get the three points. Anything can, anything can happen in this game. And I feel like Leon, it's going to be a challenging match. And like you mentioned, we don't really get the result against Necaxa. It's going to be more difficult against a Leon side that's going to be hungry and wanting three points. And then just to mention things as well, I don't think in that game we haven't to get to see Lucero Cuevas play at all. So, and she's been playing more recently. So this will be a game where they know how she plays and how deadly she can be with the ball. So that's one thing you need to be careful of. But I'd say this would be honestly a, a really fun game. And it's a game where you could truly look at America Fanny. It's like, okay, we almost have our full roster back. Let's see what we can do against a team like Leon. No, yeah, I agree with you. And this is a game that I'm excited for because I get to <laughs> I get to wake up and actually watch the game entirely, not having to worry about being at work. So um, we'll see how this goes. I, you know, you, you alluded to the fact that there was some very cr- crucial players in that Leon side that can cause danger and trouble. I think that America Feminine's defense is going to be as tight as possible in this one. And and you're looking at Farias and Orejel's partnership kind of coming to fruition. It has to be, you know, it, it has to start gelling a little bit more in the Gaxa and cement itself a little bit better against Leon because I do think that's the team that might cause us a little bit more trouble. In as far as you know, as far as what we can see or as what we can tell, but it will be an interesting one. I, you know, I think that America Feminine that played against Leon last season is a completely different America Feminine, not just because we've you know gotten about 13 different players in regards to the squad, but I think it's the fact that that America Feminine team was playing a little bit to something rather than this one, where again, I still don't see quite an identity formed in regards to how we're trying to play out our games, but. You mentioned it. It will be an interesting one, and it's definitely one to keep an eye out because 
this is a team that could potentially, you just mentioned it. Some people have them down as their dark horse. They could be potential, you know, upsetters in Ligia. So you need to start making points against these type of teams. You know, you weren't able to do it against Toluca, but if you could do it against Leon, again, you're just, you're just bouncing back into the form, bouncing back to your, you know, to your poor start of a season. And we'll have to wait and see. But um, I'm excited to see if they're capable of making it happen. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Angel, what is the possibility of Leo Coyard repeating the same lineup against Leon? Considering you just play a game tomorrow and you only have really, what, two days of rest, I don't expect them repeating the same lineup, but I got the line right here. I got Jay Gutierrez starting again. The back four, the everything's going to be the same. The only difference, left back position to be changed. We're just going to have Selena Valera taking that spot. In the midfield, I'd see Munza taking um a seat for this game and get Maya Pelayo the start. And then on right mid, I'll have um Diana Garcia. I'll be having um Diana Garcia playing right there. And then up front, I would just only take um Blue out and I just put it on Fernanda Pina alongside with Daniel Espinosa, who will I feel will get the start in this game. Yeah, I feel like it, if she does get benched against Nakaksa, like we're kind of you know saying we think she should. She would definitely be back for this Leon game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we have the luxury to sit out one of our best players for that long of a period. Hopefully, true. it takes all but one game to get her back on form. But it's going to be a true testament to this team as to how much depth we actually have, um, and how much in shape they are for this one. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of questions regarding some of these players that are coming back from injury is: Can they go the full ninety? Can they? Get, have you know a quick turnaround in two days that's going to be the interesting thing to kind of note but you know it, it'll be a, a good test of character for america family this match against leon which again we can't really go too much into it because we have to first see what happens in the Caxa, but since we don't know what's happening and we just kind of you know casting a wide net in regards to how we expect this game to go out for america Overall, though, you're at home. You're expected to win. The expectation is never going to change regardless of what happens in Nakaksa. If anything, they're going to be even much more if you don't get the result. So it's an interesting one, AJ. I'd say this, this is going to be a really fun match. And I feel like we could truly get the result against Nakaksa. I'm actually more confident that they can get the result against Leon Feminine. And especially with the lamp I did mention, this is what's going to be the case. We could deal some damage to them. I can expect some goals being scored into this in this game. I thought this could be a game as well. If we continue our form like this, we'll get back into the groove of things and go back to getting um, three points every single game. That's when we, until we get into the more tougher punts at the end of the season, like your um, Rayadas, Tigres, and Chivas. It'll be an interesting time. Hopefully by then, everything's gone back to normal. We've gelled, and we're looking like a real title contending team. But uh, all right, AJ, give me your predictions for Sunday's match. I got myself going um, 2-0 in this game. 2-0. That's a little bit. You know, you you talked this game, you, you talked this game up more than you did the Necaxa one. And I was expecting like a 2-0 result in the Necaxa game. And it's like a 3-0 result here. But you completely flipped it on me. But okay, you're going 2-0. Um, I'm gonna go with another 2-1 victory. Why not go two ones back to back? At the end of the day, look, six points out of six is a must for America Family. Like I mentioned, these 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 quick turnaround games, they're vital in the season. You know, so if you can get them, you'd be, you'd be on top of the world right now. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see how America from the handle the pressure. Uh, hopefully they don't cave in and they rise above it. And that's really what we want to see from them. So a lot of players have to step up, AJ. It's not to say that we're pointing fingers just to one player. I know we mentioned Danny a lot, but, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's all because of her. There's obviously other players that are involved. This is a team sport. And so, you know. Obviously, we're we're going to mention some of the higher names, but everyone really has to play their part. Um, and I'm excited to talk next week in regards to these two games and whether or not we uh, we as in the team fulfill the expectations of uh, of not just you and me but the listeners. No doubt about it. Always love talking about um, the women's team, so I'll be excited to talk more about it next week. All right. Yes, definitely, AJ. Definitely. Alrighty then. That pretty much wraps it up for us here. AJ, anything else to talk about before we uh, wave goodbye to the good people? Um, no, I think we got it all. 
I think we see did so as well. So make sure you guys stay tuned tomorrow. Angie's going to have you guys covered on the game in regards to Nakaksa. Uh, most likely, none of us are going to be able to watch it unless AJ comes out with a link. And if he does, we'll make sure to tweet about it. And uh, I'll try to do my best to watch it. It's already going to be tough enough when it's on to then. Can you imagine when it's not? That's going to be an interesting one. But um, yeah. Make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter at EY Podcast and follow us over on Facebook as well. Uh, you know, AJ's doing some great coverage over there and uh, we're looking forward to growing that community as well. And AJ also is going to be having you covered on Sunday for that early kickoff game. Hopefully we get to celebrate six points alongside you, AJ. But all right then, everyone have yourselves a wonderful night. Stay safe out there. Uh, AJ, watch out for the weather because I know um, hopefully your snowboard comes in time. And, uh, you know, well, we'll have plenty more to talk about next week on Thursdays. Again, uh, talking all things America and Lady Aguilas. To all the uh, amazing ladies and to all the amazing women out there doing an amazing job, we uh, we salute you today on your national day. Uh, you guys are doing an amazing job at sports. Um, and just to name off a quick people, I mean, everyone in America, familiar, just to start off, right? I mean, and, and to our, our good friend, Ms. Uh, Jennifer Munoz, who's been on the podcast, uh, and to everyone that's come in through, um, like, Mescari Torres, uh, Amelia, uh, Amelia Lopez, and you know Melissa, who who you know does an amazing job. To everyone really out there in the sports world, uh, you know you guys are a real true inspiration um, to us, to younger audiences, um, and, and to people just around the world. That you know this 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 is truly just an amazing thing. And so again, thank you so much. Happy National Day to you guys. Um, and yeah. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. Uh, wear your mask always, please. Um, and as always, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Until next time. Arriba America. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.